To paraphrase Hunter S. Thompson, when you get locked into a serious beer collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. Cheers. Son of a bitch! Give me a drink! Welcome back to the Tap Takeover Podcast, and boy do we have a special one for you guys. Normally our production schedule is every two weeks we've got a new episode for you, so we're going to call this one a bonus. We're going to put a bow on the Milwaukee Beer Week experience that we had here at the Tap Takeover Podcast. It was pretty cool when Milwaukee Beer Week reached out to us to promote their events and help promote our podcast. It really was a nice collaboration on both of our parts. Here we are to uh, talk about the unofficial start to Milwaukee Beer Week, which was Milwaukee Stein and Dine at uh, State Fair Park on April 22nd. Overall, the experience was pretty good. Just meeting new people, seeing old friends. I guess, what'd you you think, Jim? It was a blast. The amount of rare and special release beers that were available across the whole city. Got to experience uh, some new places I haven't been to and some places that I love that I didn't know had gotten better. And uh, the beer was fantastic. I know there's some controversy around Milwaukee Beer Week, uh, and we may touch on that a little bit. But uh, overall, I thought it was a fantastic experience and a great event and set of events for the city. Yeah, we definitely don't shy away from the controversy here on the podcast, so we will be touching on that. And, uh, you know, some people had some very strong words as far as Beachwood's involvement with Milwaukee Beer Week, calling it specifically Milwaukee Beer Week as opposed to Milwaukee Craft Beer Week. So we've got a lot of a lot of meat on the bone there. But, uh, Andy, what, what were some of your favorite events? I think my favorite event was the Central Waters Tap Takeover at Bernhardt's. That, that was the best best event of the week for me uh, me and Jesus saw some good events on uh, Thursday of beer week too at uh, Romans and oh, we don't really remember those that well. yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing though but it's I, I mean there's there's ups and downs still nice to see the whole city of Milwaukee all the beer lovers come out to yeah. the different events yeah there are so many just fantastic peers like you just can't get anywhere else uh, they came out for this week and it was fantastic I think yeah you know, it's exciting to try the new beers but i think it was exciting for us as a group just to have some validation that we're doing something right because they want to team up with us so i thought that was cool also a lot of people that we met at these events have heard of our podcast and it was we put our faces to the voices on the podcast yeah, yeah that was one of my favorite parts about the week uh actually seeing some fans you know hearing that uh, the things that we're putting out there are being picked up by inquiring ears and you know people want to know about specific events in milwaukee and special releases they want to know help me figure out what is the good beer what is the not so good beer because there's a lot on the shelves right now so i I think that's where we are really doing a service for the beer community as well as just getting the word out there about all these amazing breweries and all these amazing people that are putting this beer out so without further ado let's get into some of the breweries that we uh, spoke to these are going to be interviews that are specific to the stein and dine but uh, we've got some old friends of the podcast raised grain grumpy troll someone that is my first time talking to them jim i I think you're a little more familiar with these guys. Yeah, I've drinking their they're very old as far as uh, brew pubs go. They've been around for a long time. Stopped out there many times on my way out to a Mineral Point. It's a great place to go. Uh, delicious beer 
great variety. It was exciting to see them at Steindown. And another one that uh, you're pretty familiar with, uh, the Delafield Brewhouse. Uh, I know you <laughs> spent, used to work out that way, right? Yeah, spent a lot of Friday nights at the Delafield Brewhouse. Great guys there. Solid core, number of beers, a great fish fry. If you ever make it out to Delafield on a Friday night, it's a place to be. And Jesus, uh, we've got a future interview in the works. Uh, tell us about vintage brewing out in Madison. Yeah, it is exciting to make those contacts for future interviews, but I've heard of uh, vintage from the Firkin Fest a few years ago, first time. It's just going to be exciting to get them on, on board here. So without further ado, let's uh, let's get into the breweries. I'm Alex with the Tap Takeover Podcast here with Milwaukee Beer Week, and we are here with Nick from Raised Grain, a friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. And so, uh, what what do you think about Milwaukee Beer Week going on right now? Oh, it's exciting. There's so much fantastic stuff going on in Milwaukee right now with all the craft breweries here in Milwaukee that have popped up in the past two years or so. So it's going to be a lot of fun for all the craft beer drinkers that come out to all the events that are happening. Now, uh, any any big news at uh, any big news at the brewery to speak of right now? Big news at the brewery. We've got a couple beer releases coming up. We have our Saison coming out and we have our first beer in the Naked Hop series coming out in the next two weeks or so. Follow us on Facebook to see when those are uh, hitting the draft lines. Excellent. All right. Thank you. This is Andy and Jim from the Tap Taker for Podcast. We're here with Pete at Stein and Nine today from the Grumpy Troll Brewery and Restaurant. How are you doing, Pete? Doing very well. I want to know, what are your uh, thoughts on Stein and Nine today? So far, so good. Everything's been going really well. People are happy. It's been a couple of years since the Grumpy Troll's been here, so it's exciting to be back again and serving some good beer. So any plans for Milwaukee Craft Beer Week? For us, we're the other side of Madison, so it's it's a little bit tough to, to plan around that sort of thing. Not that I know of at the pub. Uh, Madison Craft Beer Week, Wisconsin Beer Week, we do those kind of things, but yeah. So the pub's done a lot of exciting things out in Mount Horeb. How do you keep up with the current trends? Uh, we leave that to the brewmaster. He kind of keeps an eye on what's going on in the world, and I think he enjoys making all kinds of different beers. We've got a few staples that are almost always on tap, and then he lets the other seven taps rotate into whatever he feels like making at the time. I'm sure he keeps track of you know what's current, what's what's hip, what's what's up up and coming. Certain beers, you know, they definitely go in ebb and flow of of what their style is. But yeah, we leave that up to Mark. He does a good job of taking care of that. So how can we find the uh, Grumpy Troll? Take Highway 18151 west of Madison for about 20 miles, and you're going to see billboards everywhere. So it's worth the drive out there. Uh, the bike trail comes right through town from downtown Madison, and the highway, like I say, it's a short 20-minute drive. So you're here to hear, folks. Take a quick bike ride on the bike trail and stop at Mount Arab at the Grumpy Troll. So Alex and uh, Jesus here with the Tap Takeover Podcast and Milwaukee Beer Week, and I'm speaking with Ryan from the Delafield Brew House, assistant brewer. Awesome. So uh, tell us about uh, the event today. Tell us about Stein and Dine. Uh, have you been having fun? What uh, What'd you guys bring with you? Well, this is my first event uh, ever done for the Delafield Brew House. I think it's really great. A lot of people came out, gave us an opportunity to sell some of the beers that we're really trying to push. Uh, we brought out our Doctor's Hop Tonic, which is our session IPA, our Delafield Amber. We also brought out our fruit beer, our blueberry lager and uh, our Maybach which was our seasonal beer. And how's uh, how's the reaction been to some of your beers today? Everybody loves all of them so uh, unfortunately we ran out of our blueberry quicker than I think anybody got 
the opportunity to get. It's uh, it's definitely one that 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 won the crowd. Our fruit beers uh, stand out from everybody that I've that I've tried and everybody that I know of. Now, did you get a chance to sneak out of here and go try other beers? Oh, absolutely. I I, I got the chance to meet up with a lot of the other brewers. D14, Explorium, they're new to the scene. Obviously, um, Central Waters tried a little bit of everybody. So I think they're all doing a great job. This is really great to get everybody in and you know get our word out on what we're trying to do and uh, push the scene of the microbrewing and and uh, what, what's going on great in the world today. So. Well, we can't sit, wait to sit down with you guys soon and uh, get an interview on the books. Thanks for uh, talking with the Tap Takeover Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex and Jesus. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Definitely. Thanks. I'm Alex from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and I'm here with Milwaukee Beer Week at Stein and & Dine, and I'm speaking with... Liz Braun from Vintage Brewing Company in Madison. Awesome, and uh, so what do you think of the event so far? I mean, it's awesome. There's people here from all over with different types of things to offer, food, craft beer, liquor, it's great. And uh, what can you tell us about uh, Vintage Beer for our audience who's not familiar with you guys? Yeah, okay, so we are a local brewery in Madison. Everything is handcrafted. We have one brewmaster with one brewer assistant. Everything very creative. The brewmaster comes up with stuff on the spot. Uh, people really enjoy it. We're kind of like a family-owned location, so craft beer, good food. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, special brew you brought today? Yeah, so we have a couple different styles today. We try to always bring a good variety of things to sort of reach out to as many people as possible. So we brought one of our lighter beers and then uh, kind of a hoppy, almost IPA-style beer. And then a ginger beer was kind of a specialty, and another one was hibiscus, which is just like very unique to us. Excellent. And what, uh, what are some of the beers that you've tried today? that it really turned you on. Awesome. Yeah, I'm really into Carbon 4, so I will always hit up Carbon 4's beers. And then I just tried one today. I think it's called Miller Park Brewery. I'm not really sure, but they had an awesome one, and I heard that they don't sell outside of their location. So I did that one. Hit up One Barrel. One Barrel has a really nice lineup. So, yeah, trying to hit up everybody. And so uh, Madison's Beer Week, which I'm sure you guys are a big part of, is coming up, I believe, the week after Milwaukee's Beer Week. Yep. So what, uh, what do these sort of beer weeks mean to breweries like Vintage? Sure. Vintage always tries to put on like a full spread, so we try to be, kind of do a little bit of everything. We're doing like a trivia game night at one of our kind of friend locations. We, at our own brewery, we're doing the, what we call the Big Barrel Terrero, um, and so we bring just a bunch of beers that we normally don't have on tap out and um, have samples for everybody, so it's just a really fun week for everyone. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking with us. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to hear some old friends and new friends. What I really enjoyed about this event was we actually got a chance to talk to some fans. It was, that was super exciting. Finally getting to meet some people who've been listening to the podcast. Because we've been sitting here, you know, expressing our opinions. And we know we got downloads, but to finally meet, especially Tyler, number one fan, that was awesome. But there was a reason why, besides just to come meet us, we were, had some special releases at the Sign Dine. Andy, what were those? Well, so we did three different special pours for our fans. They'd have to come to our booth and mention our podcast tell us what their favorite episode was and why and we did uh, 19 the last anniversary um, stout from Central Waters we did Petrichor from Mobcraft which is a barrel aged stout as well and we also did Big Hugs from Half Acre and it's something we're going to do in the future at any events that we're going to attend and pour at is just for our fans you come visit us the next event will be June 17th at Bayshore Mall for the Wisconsin Beer Lovers Festival you come visit the Tap Takeover podcast at the physics booth and we will give 
give you a special pour at designated times that are to be announced on a future beer news segment. Yeah, just come on by, tell us what your favorite episode was, why you liked it, you know, give some love to the podcast, we'll give out some stickers, you know, it's a it's a whole fun thing. We're not limited to a certain brand of beer, so we're going to have all different varieties for you to try. That's another reason to stop on by and say hi. So without further ado, let's uh, let's hear from some of our fans. here with the Tap Takeover Podcast at MilwaukeeBeerWeek.com, and I'm here with... Tyler. Tyler, and uh, so you're you're a bit of a fan of the show. Uh, you, you've listened to the Tap Takeover Podcast. What's What's been your favorite episode so far? Uh, my, my favorite episode is definitely with the, the Half Acre guys and learning about the hops and the, the contracts with the hops that they have to go through. It's super interesting to know like what a brewery goes through. You just think, oh, it's a brewery and they have an IPA, and uh, you don't really realize what they have to go through as a business uh, in order to make that IPA happen year over, you know, for all the other people that really like it. So, absolutely. And so, uh, what what's been your favorite beer here at the event so far? Uh, my favorite beer so far has definitely been uh, the 19 that we popped with you guys. <laughs> choice. Other than that, uh, Tyrania has a, uh, a bourbon barrel aged beer over there, and so does Central Waters. They have a, their uh, bourbon barrel aged barley wine. Nice. So, so a fan of the bourbon barrel aged beers. Big into bourbon barrel beer, uh, big into big beer. So nice. yeah. So is this uh, your first time out at uh, Stein and Dine? In the past couple of years, yeah. Actually, it's my my first time back here for a couple of years. I went to Wine and Dine a couple of years ago, uh, and that was a great time, you know. I remember the majority of it. <laughs> so what uh, what brought you back, and and what do you love about the Milwaukee craft brew scene? Sure. So I love that it's like exploding right now. And besides all that, just the friends that I've met through collecting beers and knowing about limited releases around Wisconsin and uh, surrounding states, kind of sourcing some of these beers has been like the drive for me. I'm so I'm into uh, the chase a lot of times. So. I try to source beers and share them with friends when I can get a hold of them, you know. So a bunch of people that I'm here with today, uh, we're we're in the same boat. Like, we just chase down some of these beers and we share them with each other. So we're here to celebrate, and uh, it's also my birthday, so it's a good excuse to uh, come out and maybe have a few more than I normally would. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks. Yeah, great to meet you today. It was a pleasure meeting you, Alex. Yeah. Alex here from the Tap Takeover Podcast with MilwaukeeBeerWeek.com, and I'm here with... Crystal. Stacy. Tom. Seisha. All right, so what are you guys drinking today? What is the best beer that you've had so far at the event? Um, we've had a vanilla one from Thirstsign, Delafield Brewhouse, Blueberry Beer. My favorite's the wine from Cooper's Hawk. Uh, Sign right, uh, van- the vanilla one. That was my favorite so far. So is uh, is this your first event? And if so, what brought you out? And if this is your second time out, what keeps you coming out? First event, uh, it was a surprise birthday present. Same thing. The surprise birthday. This is my first time here, but I've done quite a number of beer tastings within the Milwaukee area, and I'm here because yeah, they brought me here for my birthday. So thank you. All right, and what do you love about the Milwaukee craft brewing scene? It's amazing. Yeah, lots of beer. Good beer. Variety. I love how it's 
evolving every year. New stuffs, new styles. Uh, it's amazing. I love it. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. I'm Alex. I'm here from the Taft Takeover Podcast with Milwaukee Beer Week, and I am here with Brian Berg, Brian Drew, Andrew Enders, Tyler, and Jesus. So we are here at Dine and Dine, and uh, we're we're deep in, boys. So you know, brace yourselves for this interview. But we have just done our uh, our big hugs tasting at four o'clock. This is our our third and final big beer on the on the tapping list. So what what are you guys tasting here? What do you guys like? I got some uh, some chocolate, a little bit of coffee, but it's a uh, Overall, it's pretty good. Smooth, delicious. I like it. Yeah, it's huge. It's a monster. I mean, I would share this bottle. It is delicious. Very full style, but very creamy style. A good one to share with people. Yeah, super, super excited to be able to drink this with you guys. So you guys are uh, new new converts to the podcast. So tell us what you think about Stein and Dine. What, what have you tried so far that you've really liked? I've pretty much hit up everything. My personal favorites have got to be uh, Central Waters, Burp Bear, Barley White, and uh, the Tyrannia, Wrath Rocky. Uh, overall, everything is tried the majority of beers so far. That's got to be my top favorite so far. What's been your favorite beer at uh, Stein and Dine so far? I've really appreciated Tyrannia bringing the Wrath of Rocky, but uh, you guys also had a 19. And if you've been listener, you know, been a listener and listening, uh, you can come here and drink it. And I came here and drank it, and I really liked the 19 from Central Waters. I think that was the best beer I've had here. And uh, what what do you guys appreciate about the Milwaukee craft brewing scene in general? What, what brings you back time and again to events like this? Uh, Location, proximity to my house. You know, I'd like to be able to take a cab to places I go and drink at. There's, there's so much that's happening. There's a lot of places that's popping up. Uh, I, I, every year, and it's just awesome to be able to see the, the, the craft beer scene just exploding. For me, I, I, I love it. I've been into it for a limited amount of time. Uh, it's just awesome to be able to try different flavors, different styles, and uh, people's rendition on uh, uh, different flavors. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, check us out at taptakeover.com. Are you guys going to hit up any more uh, Beer Week uh, events? Yeah, I plan on heading over to Bernhardt's for the uh, Central Waters Tap Takeover. Excellent. How about you? I wish I could with the family. Uh, it's going to be a little hard this week, but I'm going to do what I can. Well, for the full list, go to MilwaukeeBeerWeek.com. Awesome to hear from the fans. Really appreciate it, guys. But I think it's time for some beer news. Now for this week's edition of Beer News. We have special guest, Coach Jimbo, with us today on Beer News. We have a special beer for Beer News this week. It was all a dream by Third Space Brewing. This tasty brew was released at their brewery last Friday. It is brewed with Denali hops and experimental hops known as HBC-438, which gives this IPA a super intense peach presence. Insider info we received was that all breweries, even the macros, were only allotted 22 pounds each of this experimental hop. Owners of Third Space acquired an additional 22 pounds from another brewery to make this brew possible. Third Space describes 
it was all a dream as super peachy with flavors of pineapple, passion fruit, and berries rounding it out. This juicy IPA shouldn't be confused with a New England style IPA. As co-owner Andy Gale puts it, we're not trying to chase the haze. You can find this brew at Third Space Brewery or any number of bars around the Milwaukee area as they have pre-sold 30 plus barrels of it. You might want to check out the Beer Menus app on your smartphone because many bars are having events or tap takeovers surrounding this beer. We suggest checking out Hip Hop Night at Bernhardt's on Saturday, May 27th for their third space tap takeover. So what do you think, Jim? How is it was all a dream? Uh, it's very good. Uh, definitely juicy. The uh, peachy notes are there on the nose. I could see how, even though there's a haze, it's not chasing it. It's not nearly as fuzzy or hazy as a New England style. I'd also say there, there's definitely bitterness in here that you would not associate with a New England style IPA as well. So I can see how he's trying to differentiate it uh, a bit with the uh, little bit of bitterness in it. Sure, it's like it's a juicy style, but I mean the mouthfeel, you kind of get that, that fuzziness of a peach. Yeah, and it's really on the nose. There's a lot of fruit notes on that nose coming across. So what do you think? This this limited edition beer run for them is pretty good. I it think. is very good. I'm very impressed by this. It's very hot forward. So congrats, Third Space. Well, we're going to give you a win on this one. In brewing news, have you ever wondered where the rules come from for beer competitions? Then check out this news tidbit. The National Brewers Association released the 2017 style guidelines last week. These guidelines are assembled annually by the Brewers Association and serve as a model resource for brewers and beer competition organizers alike. All while still celebrating diverse beer styles from around the world. The 2017 guidelines include a revitalized, concise new format that removes redundant language, is easier to read, and is overall more user-friendly. Also, hundreds of updates have been made to the existing beer styles, underscoring the balance between classic beer definitions and current marketplace trends. The 2017 beer style guidelines are available for download at brewersassociation.org. In festival news, May 26th through May 28th, the Microart State Fair has its annual Summer Untapped event. Enjoy 50-plus craft beers on draft, a Bloody Mary slash Old Fashioned bar, and live music. Stop by on your way to Miller Park or to pregame for a family event. The Micro will announce their tap list this Friday, and you may be surprised to see a few breweries on the list that aren't part of a distribution network. You may see members of the Tap Takeover podcast here on Saturday, May 27th, having a few cold ones and talking beer. If you see us, make sure to say hi. June 3rd is the annual Beer Barons World Beer Festival in Menominee Falls. This festival features over 350 different beers to sample from, as well as a home brewing contest for you to sample and judge. June 17th gives you three events to choose from. The top of the list is the Wisconsin Beer Lovers Festival at Baytree Mall in Glendale. This is always a great event, featuring breweries and restaurants from all over the great state of Wisconsin. You will find some of the Tap Takeover podcast at the Physics Booth for this event. Stop by to talk beer, sample some beers, and stay tuned for times of special tastings the guys will be pouring on a future beer news segment. Also on the 17th, Good City is having a live music and beer event at their brewery. Jam to some tunes and enjoy not one, but two special release beers. The Fermentorium is also having a live music and beer event at their brewery in Grafton. This has been the Tap Takeover Podcast Beer News. All right, thanks for the beer news, Andy, with special guest Jimbo. Now we're going to get a little controversial. Alex, what do we got here? Well, this was a, a really interesting development that we kind of came across when we were doing these interviews at Stein and Dine. We had gone into this thinking that everything about this week was Milwaukee Craft Beer Week. You know, it's all craft beer. Everything that we saw out there was craft beer. What we didn't understand was that this is an event put on by Beachwood Distributors, which is a distribution arm of AB InBev, the Anheuser-Busch Corporation. There is a bit of controversy with 
independent brewers coming up against the the hard wall that is the the national distributors, the national producers, you know, the the big boys basically. Macro versus micro beer. Anytime that those two groups intersect, there's going to be a little bit of friction because one is trying to do a global branding and the other is trying to do a very community oriented sort of uh, sort of a beer brand. I think it's it's really interesting and we're going to let some of these folks speak for themselves. D14 and Tyranina kind of reminded us that it's not uh, Milwaukee Craft Beer Week. Third Sign Brewing, who we got an interview from, unfortunate to say, is now out of business, uh, partly because of some of the distribution issues that they ran into. They were basically the brewing front for Octopi, who does a lot of contract brewing, and Third Sign was their own version of a, a brewery. The fact that they had to close because of some of these distribution issues really is, it's kind of sad, but it is some of the realities of business sometimes. We're also going to speak with Bruno at the Palm Tavern, who had some, you know, had some interesting insights into what Beachwood can do for a bar when they want to have a big event, holding, you know, barrels aside for that event. And uh, we're going to talk with uh, Maggie from uh, Girls Pined Out. Actually, she'll be in a future interview with us. We're really looking forward to that one. But she had some very strong opinions on the Beachwood distribution as well as Milwaukee Beer Week. So we're going to let them kind of speak for themselves. But uh, I just want to go around the table before we do these interviews. And what do we think? Jim, you want to start us off? I do want to soften the blow a little bit in that this year in particular, Beachwood opened up Milwaukee Beer Week to a lot more independent uh, brewers and places. So in the past, where it had been far more strictly Beachwood distributed to places as well as Beachwood distributed breweries, they did open up Milwaukee Beer Week and try to be slightly more inclusive. But there is understandably that friction that you have this large AB InBev place trying to prevent places from growing in the craft beer segment. I just thought it was an interesting this is this is that gray area where we shifted from Stein and Dine, which was a, a more inclusive event. And for us we were naive, you know. We didn't know what really was going on. And when we started thinking that this is a great event for the unofficial kickoff of, you know, beer week, I, I was just taken aback at hearing some of the reactions. And that's that's the thing is it was unofficial. I right. mean it was uh, Stein and Dine is sponsored by the Shepherd Express. Whereas Milwaukee Beer Week sponsored by B- Beachwood distribution. So it's all Beachwood products that are part of Milwaukee Beer Week. If someone like Lakefront, who goes through Capital, wants to have an event, they can't say it's part of Beer Week in Milwaukee. Those salespeople have quotas that they have to meet too, and that's where someone who like Octopi with a third sign is going to fall by the wayside because they're not getting the representation they feel they need. All right, so let's hear uh, some of the thoughts of the people that we interviewed, and then we'll get into our own. All right, this is Jesus with the Tap Takeover Podcast for MilwaukeeBeerWeek.com, and we are here with... District 14 Brewery and Pub in Bayview. All right, so what do you think about Stein and Dine? Uh, I love Stein and Dine. Stein and Dine's one of the few beer festivals that I really like to do. I feel it's in touch with the Milwaukee culture and especially the Milwaukee beer culture, an event that people who really, truly enjoy craft beer come to. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about the beers that you brought? Anything special? 
Uh, sure. I, I, I brought uh, three different beers. I brought a Belgian Blonde that was a one-off. I just released about a week ago. Strong Irish Red that was actually a St. Paddy's Day release, and I kept that in the firkin, saved it for this event. And then I also brought out my new Kung Fu, and Kung Fu is a series I've done five different beers of. Kung Fu 2, Kung Fu Tree, Kung Fu, New Kung Fu for You, and New Kung Fu has been the... I couldn't come up with something for five, so so it was just I, I just stuck with New Kung Fu. So why Kung Fu? Uh, Kung Fu because it's a an English style beer, but it's infused with pineapple, curry, ginger, and Thai dragon pepper. Super delicious. Very very nice. Awesome. So did you get around and check out other beers? Any favorites? My favorites from the others. You know, I really like what Bavarian Brewhouse had going on. I had really great beer from Sand Creek. It was very very tasty. Uh, it was a spiced imperial barrel aged chunk of love. I don't know. Oh, actually, uh, I had one of uh, Enlightened's beers that was fantastic too. Excellent. Well, we- right, so what does uh, what is Milwaukee Craft Beer Week mean to mean to your brewery? Well, oh man. Well, it's not Milwaukee Craft Beer Week. It's Milwaukee Beer Week, and it's run run by a distributor. It has nothing to do with Milwaukee craft beer. That's what I'll say about that. And we appreciate that. So thanks for your time. This is Alex with Tap Takeover. I'm here with Dale Charbonneau of Tyrone Brewing Company, and we are talking about uh, Stein and Dine today. So, what what do you think about this event, and what does it mean to the brewery? Honestly, this is probably one of the funnest festivals I've been to in the sense of there is a lot of people, the food is amazing, and the beer selection was really great. Really well organized, and we were really happy. I believe this is, I mean, this is my first Stein and Dine personally, and I will, I will be volume for us to come back next year. So what uh, what sort of beers did you bring out with you today? We did our uh, Three Beaches, our American Honey Blonde with all-natural Orange Blossom Wisconsin Honey. We did our Chief Blackhawk Porter, which is, in my opinion, our most underrated beer. And then we had uh, Wrath of Rocky, our brand-new barrel-aged series, which is the Imperial Brown version, 100% barrel aged it's rocky revenge's big brother pretty cool because that is the uh the brewers gone wild series with the rocky's revenge with which i've been drinking for years it's fantastic it's pretty cool to see an imperial version of that same beer we do it occasionally it's not an every year annual version but we like to bring it out it is it's a crowd pleaser in our barrel aged program for sure so uh tell us about uh tell us about the brewery do you guys have any any big plans in the near future what's what's coming out for you guys uh well the brewery itself we're currently working on uh on a super secret project Project on a separate location, which we might be announcing over the next year or so. But other than that, like immediately, we got a really great dog wash charity event for uh, coming up in the future. We'll be at Crafts and Drafts tomorrow. We just submitted our plans to pretty much double the size of our patio uh, this summer and include a stage. So we do a lot of great live shows every Friday and Saturday night, and now we're going to have a full covered stage for the band so we can actually do it a little bit more inclement weather. And uh, so yeah, great times. Definitely come on out and visit Tyronino. And when you're ready to uh, break that big news, uh, the tap table podcast is all set sounds good brother we'll hit you up all right thanks for checking us out no problem all right this is Seuss with tap takeover podcast and we're here at stein and dine with robin from third sign slash octopi brewing exactly uh so what do you think about stein and dine so far super fun this is my first time working as a vendor versus just being a drunk out on the floor so it's really nice it's nice to see all the people here um asking a lot of questions enthusiastic they care about what they're drinking which is kind of nice from a day-to-day basis here in milwaukee <laughs> so what did you bring today we brought our delicious forest ipa um we also brought our our Grapefruit Jungle IPA and our new Pilsner from this year, the Unique Pils, U-N-I-E-K, um, and also our Madagascar Vanilla Mild Ale, which sold out or ran out very, very quickly. 
Now, did you get a chance to sneak out and maybe try other beers? I did. I did. I, a few of them, but... Any favorites? Um, The smoked lager from Lakefront. My turn, Nathan. Oh, yeah, that is an excellent I one. Like Just it. came out, yeah. So, uh, we've heard a lot of talk this week about some possible issues with your distributor and how you guys might be moving out of the Madison market uh, because of that. Can you give us a comment about that? As somebody who is not directly dealing with it, my understanding is, is yeah, there's a dispute with the distributor in the Madison area. They're pulling out pretty effective immediately. Um, so any third sign stuff at the brewery is going to not be there pretty soon. But we're okay in the Milwaukee market for now, different distribution. Hoping that uh, we can uh, maybe circumvent some of these unfortunate circumstances and come up any uh, stronger and harder. But, the, but the good sign is that third sign is not going anywhere, correct? Cor- correct. <laughs> I, I see what you did there and I liked it. Yeah, it, it's any change are going to be in name only. The beer and the philosophy are all going to stay the same. Really cool operation that they have going on at Octopi there. So if you're liking that beer, I would keep an eye on Octopi Brewing versus Third Sign anywhere west of Milwaukee. Excellent. Well, we really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed the beer. Have a great rest of your day. We're from the Top Takeover Podcast, and we are here with... Maggie Skinner of Milwaukee Girls Pine Out. All right, Maggie, what are your takes on Milwaukee Craft Beer Week? Um, well, Milwaukee Craft Beer Week uh, is essentially owned by Beachwood, the distributor. Um, and though they have like 90% of the brands, cheers to them, they do their thing. Uh, the rest of us will have to embrace the rest of Milwaukee in a different way later or during that week. So, so where should uh, listeners go if they really want to embrace craft beer in Milwaukee Craft Beer Week? If you're doing it during Milwaukee Craft Beer Week, or as people in the industry like to call it, Beachwood Beer Week, um, uh, yep, I said that, you will have to go to, like, everybody's supporting them, which is great, and they should, because they hold a lot of Milwaukee brands, and also some really amazing brands. So, you know, hit up, there's always stubbies, uh, Rumpus Room always holds a lot of good ones, um, even out in Grafton, there's the 024, North 48 and even Sir James, um, though he doesn't do a lot with Milwaukee Craft Beer Week because he's in Fort Washington, but you can find everything from the Sugar Maple to, I mean, I think Tonic Tavern's holding its own. Everybody has something for everybody. I think they have an app and a website that you can go to, which is really awesome. Um, But as far as embracing embracing Milwaukee Craft Beer, um, you can, I mean, City Lights, Third Space, like my I mean, you you pick Mobcraft. We might have brewed, co collabed on the beer there once or twice, and um, you know, Enlighten. Those guys are holding it down. Eagle Park, uh, the Broken Bad guys. Everybody has our good city. God forbid I forget them, but they're part of Milwaukee Craft Beer Week. So everybody has their own. It depends on how you want to celebrate. So you're saying outside of Craft Beer Week, everybody in Milwaukee should support their local brewery. So, Maggie, thank you for the great couple minutes. Can you give us, um, give a little shout out, because we're going to actually be recording a full episode with you in a couple weeks here. And from the couple minutes we got right here, we're, we're super stoked about it right now. Yeah, so there's this thing called Take Tap Takeover Podcast. Um, and we will be doing um, on the nerdiest day in 365 of May 4th. Uh, for all you Star Wars nerds out there, we will be doing a, a podcast with them. Um, otherwise, you can 
find us, I mean, all over the interwebs, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Thank you very much, Maggie, and uh, may the 4th be with you. All right, this is Jesus along with Andy for the Tap Takeover Podcast at MilwaukeeBeerWeek.com. We're at Palm Tavern located at 2989 South Kinnikinnick Avenue in Milwaukee. We're here for a night of barrel-aged beers featuring New Holland, uh, New Belgium, Central Waters, and many more. We're pleased to be joined by Bruno, owner of Palm Tavern. So, Bruno, this is your third annual. They tell me. Yep. All right. So, how did you guys get involved with uh, Milwaukee Beer Week? Well, I was contacted by uh, Beachwood, the distributor. We saw a lot of beer, so they wanted us to sell some more beer. So we got called in. I mean, you guys have a pretty impressive lineup. Thanks. Is that something that you've, you, you've stored, or is it something that uh, Beachwood has reached out to you, like, hey, we have this available for you, for your night? Uh, this is all stuff that Beachwood uh, had available for me. Fantastic yeah. list. So have you been to any other events this week? Uh, I have not. Yet. Oh, no, that's not true. I went to uh, Unibrew at uh, Vanguard Tuesday, which was a lot of fun. So between that event and your event, what's the favorite beer you've tried so far? I'd say the uh, Jacobin's uh, Creek, beautiful Belgian cherry ale. Sour cherry ale. What have been the heavy hitters for your tap list tonight? Oh, definitely the uh, Oscar Blues 1050 barrel aged. That's a real rare beer. Beautiful. And the uh, Bell's uh, 30th anniversary barrel aged. You cool. had a pretty special one in bottles that, that you were taking out with a uh, cork remover. Oh, yeah, that's right. We had Contillion Goose, too. Quite wonderful. So for anyone who has not been at Pop Tavern, so what can you expect when you come in here for the first time? Well, we're, uh, we, we sell ourselves as a uh, world beer bar. We do a lot of Belgian beer, a lot of American beer, some German beer beer, a little bit of everything, and we uh, have a lot of whiskey. So if you enjoy whiskey, this is the place to come. And how often does your tap list get turned over? Uh, constantly. I'm, there's only one or two things I keep on all the time. Everything else is rotated. Everybody can find you on social media and beer menus? Uh, beer menus uh, should be on there, Twitter, Facebook, all that classic stuff. Well, thanks for your time, and for a complete list of events, go to MilwaukeeBeerWeek.com. Thanks, Bruno. Wow. We want to thank everybody in those interviews for their honesty. Some pretty, you know, cut-into-the-bone stuff there from everybody about their thoughts on, on Milwaukee Beer Week. We're just going to go around the table here and give our personal views of, of what we thought of it. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Jim over here. Yeah, so I'm just not a big fan of the three-tier distribution system. It's an outdated law. I mean, it was coming out of the pre-prohibition where you had breweries owning tied houses and dominating markets. But that's not the case anymore. You've got over 5,300 and growing breweries here in the U.S., plus around the world. So the time has come for the laws to change, for brewers to be able to distribute with whoever they want to. If they want to engage with a distributor because of their network that's already set up and their infrastructure, that's great. Why are they required by law? That just makes no sense. And for these distributors to kind of pick and choose who can be in an event or not is... Uh, and you call it something as broad as Milwaukee Beer Week, call it Beachwood Beer Week then. Don't call it Milwaukee Beer Week. Make it say, hey, this is who is only in here. Yeah, it's it's difficult because there's only a couple of states in the entire nation that don't have some variation of the three-tier distribution system. And sometimes it's more restrictive, sometimes it's less restrictive, but it's all there. It's And it was part of the legal blowback after Prohibition. It was like, okay, yeah, we'll make beer legal again, but under these conditions. So the three-tier distribution system did not exist before the 20s, before the Great Depression, before Prohibition. Yeah, Jesus, what, what do you think about this whole thing? Yeah, for me, it's like a, a catch-22 totally because I come at it from, you know, obviously we're fans and we think about what 
what was the reason we even started doing this podcast? It was because our love for craft beer, our love for the little guy. But when you go to the Milwaukee Beer Week and all these awesome beers are there, you're like, well, we can't just turn our back on that. It, it was just a very confusing. We did talk about it every night, kind of just regrouping of the events and said, how do you guys feel about this? It was just weird. It was, the the whole, beer was fantastic. Yeah, so, I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, you were torn because you just had amazing beer. <laughs> but I think a lot of the smaller guys were lost and lost in the shuffle because their phenomenal beer wasn't put in front of put in front of the, the general public and i think if we could transition if beachwood could transition to something like a madison craft beer week where breweries actually pay for taps in madison craft beer week so they have to pay to have a tap takeover and each individual event is basically run by the bars so it's not just handed to them and some people are just shunned exactly it's- everyone can participate as long as they can afford to granted some of the smaller guys might not be able to afford to but i can guarantee you with enough tap lines as there are at some of these places places in milwaukee if the smaller guy is something phenomenal that bar will make it a point to give that small guy a discount now did you guys think less of the breweries involved with beachwood no i don't think so because they're playing within the rules they have to if you want to distribute on a just wisconsin basis much less a national basis you have to get in bed with these big guys and that's the i guess that's the point i'm coming from i don't have any ill will towards them but i when you think of the whole system you have bad taste in your mouth well i i think I don't so much have a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I think the the perspective that our podcast is, is kind of coming at this at is we support good beer. Right, mm. I think we can all we can all let's cheers on that. Right, we all support good beer. Cheers. And if that beer was coming from an independent producer that was just knocking the socks off of everything, then that would be the best case scenario. You know, it's it's the you know it's the funny line that people like to use. Yes, I support independent brewing, and I hate AB InBev. But also, if you have some Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island, I would be interested. You know, <laughs> right. it's it's that sort of thing. It's like good beer does come out of the macros who have bought uh, some of the some of the micros. You know, there is good beer coming out of there, but there are instances where the beer does turn there's there's a certain flavor that the macro puts on it because they may be micromanaging a little bit it's i don't know it's sometimes it's more perception than it is reality but it it is a perception and it needs to be talked about i mean the distributors are big business you know and the smaller guys don't get that big a piece of the pie these reps have numbers they have to hit and the smaller guy gets lost in the shuffle and all i have to say is for the phenomenal beers that were out there and no ill will like we all said towards any of the beers that were out there for beer week to not have lakefront who like like the flagship for craft beer milwaukee to not have one of their 2014 black fridays on tap for this amazing week of beer it's just a shame i mean when you think milwaukee beer it's lakefront yeah and what i struggle with is that distributors have a lot of value that they can bring to uh breweries a brewery's not going to want to go through all the trouble of distributing nationally that's way too much work way too much infrastructure to even begin to try to do that so a brewery would absolutely want to engage in business with a distributor whether it be a local wisconsin uh, distributor or a national such as beachwood so they bring a lot of value so but why force people to 
pick and choose, first of all, a distributor. The other thing is that distributors actively politically work against changing laws. And that's where I really struggle is because they provide value. They should focus on the value they provide to brewers, not force brewers to have to work with them. I got a question for you guys. So do you think you would feel differently if it was called Beachwood Beer Week instead of Milwaukee Beer Week? the connotation would definitely be different. I I guess that's that's the thing that bothered me because it really did, and I think you referred to it a couple of times, Milwaukee Craft Beer Week. Because that's kind of like the, what everything was pointing towards. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to introduce craft into that sentence, right? Yeah. It's hard to just say Milwaukee Beer Week because that has a certain connotation. You know, Milwaukee Beer Week, I'm sure back in the 50s and 60s was Miller, Blatt's, you know, right. Schlitz. Perhaps. It was all of those. <laughs> it was all macro. Now we're getting into this this era where craft beer is the new now. You know, it's it's what's cool. And to not include the word craft in Milwaukee Beer Week, it felt weird. I mean, it felt if, weird. If I was a craft beer bar owner, too, just, just from that interview we had at the Palm, that, that beach would have set aside things you know just specifically because we want to have this event at your establishment for the third time where as a business owner you might have been pining for these things and just harping you know the shit out of your rep for weeks on end and obviously it was still in inventory but mysteriously it wasn't so i think to recap (laughs) so i I think to recap i would i would definitely partner with milwaukee beer week again next year I, i think the the events that are being put on during that week are fantastic some of the beers you just don't get a chance to try a black gold at Bernhardt's every week you know a, a, a 19th anniversary at both Bernhardt's and at the physics booth at Stein and Dine you just don't get to try these all, all the time it's definitely an organization that the tap takeover podcast was very happy to be in bed with but it's also something that we'll have to kind of go in eyes eyes wide open next time as far as what's what actually we're getting into and that was a that was definitely a learning experience for us would you guys say oh yeah definitely, I definitely agree I is wide open. So I think that'll do it for us. Uh, looks like we're at the end of our beer stash here for this episode, and uh, we're at the end of Milwaukee Beer Week for sure. Let's have one more, one more cheers, boys, to Milwaukee Beer Week. Milwaukee Beer Week. Milwaukee Beer Week. So thank you guys for joining us out at the events. If you met us out, thank you. If you're a brewer and you talked with us, we, we're you're on our list. We're coming for you. That that'll do it for for me, for Alex, for Andy. I'm Jim. Jesus. This has been a solid non-fail production. There's no